Hello and welcome to Active Bryant Holistic Fitness Systems. Thank you for clicking on the podcast, whether you're on Spotify or around the world or you're on applepodcast.com. Now this uh, podcast is all about my passion of bodybuilding to powerlifting or strength and conditioning training. And uh, I've had nearly 30 years of experience of natural bodybuilding in which to try and to increase my strength and size and it wasn't until I hit my mid-30s that I really started to learn how to build muscle get stronger and maintain it from all the studying which I did with the Jack Institute and the YMCA organization which trains personal trainers but really, bodybuilders compared to powerlifters, I like the bodybuilding look because they have big arms, big legs. And some of them can be really strong in the gym, but some of them can be extremely weak. Then you've got the powerlifters, and most powerlifters, apart from uh, my coach, my coach friend, the living legend in Southampton, most powerlifters have a huge amount of body fat. And that worries me a little bit with diabetes and problems like that and the same with if bodybuilders get overly big you may increase the chances of getting diabetes uh, stage one stage two or having heart attacks uh, or having strokes from where you're putting so much load on your system because you have you know so much muscle so I've always wanted to have 17 and a half inch arms, which I've got now. And my waist is about 30 inches. It used to be 28 when I was really lean, when I was about 11 stone. But I like to be about 13, 14 stone. And in the winter, all bodybuilders and powerlifters put on a bit of weight because we uh, may be comfort eating because of sad. I'll do a video, I'll do a YouTube, uh, I'll do a podcast on that and a YouTube video on that later on. Uh, but classic things that I've seen with bodybuilding is that they don't integrate the whole body when they're training so they'll just isolate triceps isolate biceps isolate shoulders now to me that's a bit idiotic, idiotic training because you don't just use one muscle you use all the muscles when you're working out so if you're doing say an overhead press You'll be engaging your core if you're doing it properly, activating your deep abdominal wall to stop you from damaging your lower back. As well as your legs are involved, your shoulders are involved, your shoulders, uh, your neck's involved, everything is involved in that movement. And if you see people or, or bodybuilders when they're doing overhead pressing, you see them pushing their neck forward like a uh, turkey or a chicken or a pigeon and when they're doing that that's showing that there's a functional misalignment that needs to be corrected otherwise it will cause other problems so i don't see the point in going in the gym and doing 10 exercises on biceps and 10 exercises on triceps and then leaving the gym <laughs> i think it's more important to integrate everything together as in uh, I prefer doing pull and push patterns. So pull one day, uh, push pattern the next. Uh, 
and I always integrate my core at the end of my program. And you may ask, why do your core or your abs at the end of the program? Because the core stabilizes the whole body. So if you fatigue it and tire it out at the beginning of your workout, you're trashing your whole body. Simple as. You know, you've got the external, the internal, rectus abdominis, lower abdominals, uh, and the transverse abdominis, which talks to the lower back. So if you're doing bodybuilding training exercises to get sheer mass or size, and you're not on uh, performance-enhancing drugs, it will be very, very hard. And I had a discussion with a guy on TikTok about this, saying, yeah, it's nice to see somebody doing five exercises on their tricep, but will it really make it grow and get bigger? No, because it's such a small body part, you're probably overtraining. And in that way, the muscle will get smaller, not bigger in the long run. And if the fundamental thing is, is that most bodybuilders, apart from Arnold in the Arnold Encyclopedia, never write anything down. They just do the same workout week in, week out. But they'll adjust their steroid use or their supplement use. But surely the program is the most important thing. And measuring your arms, measuring your legs, measuring your waist and neck to see whether you're improving or not improving on the program which you may have got out of Flex magazine or may have got it off, uh, off of online or you've got a program which is uh, designed on an app which lots of people are using now which I see in the gym which I think is really bad simply because if you're using that type of program from an app that, that app is not taking in your biochemical individuality it's not taking in whether you've got one leg longer than the other. It's not taking in whether you've got the right pec is bigger than the other. They're just treating everybody exactly the same as the person that designed the app. And that's one reason why I haven't designed an app, because I want all my stuff to always be individual. Now, the great bodybuilders from the 70s and the 60s and the 50s seem to have more classic physiques, which I agree with what Arnold Schwarzenegger said. You know, seeing a bloated belly looks hideous. It looks horrible. And uh, speaking to many women about a big belly on a man compared to a flat six-pack, all the women want to see a six-pack. They don't want to see a, a big belly the same as a guy doesn't want to see a big belly on a woman. You know, it's to me, it's a turn-off. It doesn't really do it for me. The same with... A woman with a you know a, a big bum, uh, that doesn't do it for me neither. I like to see a slim toned woman's body, or at least slim. Uh, so bodybuilding in the in the seventies was much more classic physique. Look, you know, like the body was it the body the body show body or whatever it's called. Uh, I like to see that body as well, but I don't like seeing. Yeah, it's all right to look at these big mass monsters like Dorian Yates and stuff. But when you look at Dorian Yates now, he's in his mid-50s or late 50s. He's got no physique at all. So to me, that would tell me that everything that he'd done was drug-assisted and he can't lift what he used to lift. 
And that's why he's lost a lot of his muscle mass. Well, huge amounts of his muscle mass. Uh, I know he spoke about he's on to testosterone therapy <laughs> age age 50, 60. But really, if he wouldn't have messed with his hormonal system, he wouldn't be on that now. But then again, he probably would never have been Mr. Olympia. And I remember reading Youngblood, which was a, a magazine which was uh, published by Wag Bennett in Wanstead Park. And in there, Dorian Yates was in there when he had a really minuscule physique. He was just starting on his gear training. And uh, he said he lived like a monk for 12 years. That's, that's all nonsense, you know what I mean? He may have covered himself up, admittedly, so people, so the competition couldn't see his physique and how he was looking. But remember, he ripped his bicep, he ripped something else, and this is the thing when you're doing performance-behancing steroids. Is that, yeah, they make you gantry and strong, yeah, they give you big size, but the day when you get sick or the day when you can't afford to get your stack anymore, that's when you lose that size, that definition, that shape. And uh, for me at 50 years old, I've still got a good V shape, I've still got big arms, I've still got a nice chest, or people tell me anyway. And I pride myself on that as I'm getting older, I need to train harder, but smarter. And this is what powerlifters and bodybuilders don't seem to do. They seem to jump on the bandwagon of whatever's out there at that time. Looking at uh, Eddie Hall doing his powerlifting, you know, one rep maximum uh, world record, which was amazing. But to see him have blood coming out of his nose and him collapse virtually on the floor is not a good look, is it? So really, he had a fan on him constantly, so something was really pushing up his blood pressure. And for his blood pressure to go so high for him to get a nosebleed, he's probably done damage to his body that he's never going to change. But obviously, he's going in for this uh, boxing fight with... Uh, is it four? This other powerlifting guy. But the powerlifting guy looks amazing. He's... He's really slimmed down. He's been going in the ring and doing some really good bag work and sparring work. Whereas Eddie Hall hasn't really shown that. He's just shown him hitting people in the stomach and doing windmills and <laughs> all this type of stuff. But he may surprise us on the, on the day when they do fight. I think it's next year. But to see Eddie Hall giving him respect of the... He was massive. It just looked horrible to me, but super strong. And now he's got a six-pack, he's looking a little bit more toned, but still, I would probably want him to drop another 5 or 6% to really look amazing. Uh, but obviously, he's still doing his strongman stuff, and he's still, uh, you know, helping other people with his gym and stuff like that, in which to get strong, stronger. So then there's another powerlifter called... Uh, So I've been fasting today, so my brain's gone a bit today. Uh, Yo Elliot on YouTube. Now he'd done some stuff with Paul Check like I did, but didn't study all of it. And he's gone into powerlifting or has got a strength camp. And he's got really fat and it looks horrible again. And uh, 
This is the bit that I don't get. Whereas uh, Sigmundson and other powerlifters looked amazing. They was in phenomenal shape, phenomenally strong, and really looked the part of a strong man. I don't think a fat strong man really looks the part of a strong man. Would you agree or disagree? You can comment on the uh, post or send me a message. But definitely big classic physique guy that I like to see. And obviously everybody needs to remember is that the bodybuilders in the off-season get fat. And then six weeks before they compete, they lean right down and look good. And this is what I like about uh, Paul Check, Frank Zane and other big names in the fitness industry that are, look in great shape all year round. And I believe that this is more of a skill to keep in lean and in shape all year round compared to being fat and big in, and not in shape, if that makes sense. <laughs> but if you've got an illness or you've got a health issue, then I totally understand, which some people maybe 